Happy Tuesday, Razorback fans. Four days until Arkansas versus Mississippi State in Starkville, Mississippi, Davis Wade Stadium, 11 a.m. kickoff. SEC Nation is going to be there. Third time in six weeks that SEC Nation will be at an Arkansas game. A uh, lot to get to today on the Gridiron Hogs podcast, as usual. I'm Mason Choate. I'm joined by Robert Stewart. We're part of hogbeat.com, and this podcast is part of the Hogbeat Podcast Network. Visit Hogbeat.com. It's H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com, covering the Arkansas Razorbacks for rivals. Uh, a lot of good stuff over there. We had plenty of content yesterday, especially surrounding the K.J. Jefferson uh, situation at quarterback, a story about what Sam Pittman said about the Arkansas defensive struggles this year. Kickoff time announced for Arkansas at BYU, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, October 15th. It's going to be 2.30 p.m. Central time on ABC or ESPN, that is to be determined. But uh, I think that's a good time slot for Arkansas-BYU, Robert. And, of course, you know, you're getting the good the good TV treatment with, you know, you're either on ABC, which is a big-time game, or you're on ESPN, and either way, you're in front of a very big national audience. You, you happy about that? Yeah, I think I like the time slot, like you said. Not too early, not too late. And, uh, I mean, it's ESPN or ABC. A bunch of people are going to tune in. Yep. Uh, also, Arkansas released their depth chart yesterday. It's the first time in a while that there were like significant changes to the depth chart. Uh, fans found out, I guess, I don't know if saying the hard way is the right way to say it, but excuse me, they found out uh, on Saturday that the depth chart is meaningless, which is something that we knew. Um, but they officially changed it. Cade Fortin is the backup quarterback. Malik Hornsby, the third-team quarterback, uh, another big change, but of course it's not the quarterback position. Landon Jackson is now starting at defensive end on the depth chart because Jashad Stewart has not played the past three games, I think. So, um, Sam Pittman said he hasn't been healthy, but they're hoping he can get healthy to be determined. A lot of things to be determined, Robert, a lot of wait and sees with this team right now. And, uh, the big wait and see is with KJ Jefferson. So as, uh, as a lot of people know, KJ Jefferson, he was uh he suffered a hit in the fourth quarter where his head hit the ground. He came out for a play. This was against Alabama on Saturday. Came out for a play and uh Cade Fortin came in. And a lot of people expected it to be Malik Hornsby. Uh we kind of talked about it yesterday how uh, not not super surprising that it was Cade Fortin just based off of what we've heard from coaches, what we've seen at practice. And then, of course, Sam Pittman said after the game that that decision has been made for a while now that Cade Fortin is the second-team quarterback. So he came in for a play. K.J. Jefferson comes back out the next play, throws an incompletion. Cam Little kicks a field goal. And then for the rest of the game, it was almost seven minutes, uh, Cade Fortin was the quarterback on the next two drives for Arkansas. So yesterday, Sam Pittman, of course, you knew he was going to be asked about – K.J. Jefferson, and this is what he said. Well, he has some mild symptoms. Those are things that our doctors look at. Each kid is a little bit different with how they react. We've had guys back within three to four days. We've had guys out for 27 days. He's kind of a wait and see, to be honest with you. Uh, later on, he was asked, so K.J.'s in concussion protocol. And Sam Pittman said, I didn't say that. So that's 
that's really where we're at with KJ Jefferson. It's a wait and see. Uh, according to Pittman, the cutoff day is Wednesday. If if KJ isn't feeling up to it by Wednesday, uh, that's according to Sam Pittman. Uh, he's not going to play on Saturday if he's not good by Wednesday. Now, you think maybe Robert, if KJ is shows up on Thursday, it's like, hey, I'm feeling good. I can play on Saturday. They would probably let him play. I mean, your starting quarterback is KJ Jefferson. What do you think? I mean, you would think if there's one player they would make an exception to that rule for, it's KJ Jefferson. Um, but I mean, going back to to what he said here, I mean, by the way, shout out to Tom Murphy for following up and and asking explicitly if he was in concussion protocol. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't understand. If you're going to use the word symptoms, what other injury could you be talking about? You know? Yeah. I mean, he said he has mild symptoms. I but I he did he did say, and Robert, you weren't in the Sam Pittman press conference. You were over there with Nick Saban after the game. Uh Sam Pittman did say that he had a head injury and they didn't really know what where he was at after the game on Saturday. So I think we all knew that it was a head injury, meaning probably concussion. So when he says mild symptoms, that would have to do with that head injury. So um, that's that's kind of where we're at. You know, it's it's really just sometimes when Sam Pittman says, you know, wait and see, blah blah blah. Like we know that when it comes to injuries in Sam Pittman, it's it's really really hit or miss. You don't know exactly what to make of it. With this one, I think it is truly wait and see, especially, you know, with what is likely a concussion for KJ Jefferson. You don't know how long he's going to be out. Pittman said said it himself. It could be three to four days. It could be 27 days. We don't know the severity of it. What we do know is that Arkansas has two backup quarterbacks that uh, they, I think, would be okay with playing. Cade Forden is the number two guy. But you would have to think on Saturday, if KJ Jefferson is not good to go, Cade Fortin will not play the whole game, you know, as Arkansas starter, and we, we just won't see Malik Hornsby. I feel like you'd have to, at that point, mix in Malik Hornsby, you know, don't you think, Robert? I mean, as as much glowing, I guess, speech as we heard from Sam Pittman about Malik Hornsby on Monday. Um, and and the fact that he would rather see him play quarterback than wide receiver, I don't I don't understand how Hornsby doesn't factor into the mix if if they're running with you know their two backups. I I think that it's it's well documented that they're confident in Cade Fortin, but I mean it seems like he feels good about Hornsby too. I don't know. Like there are so many players that that he talks positively about like Tykees Crawford comes to mind right like this is the first time we brought him up in forever but like he he has nothing but good things to say about Tykees Crawford man we haven't seen him the whole year so I really don't know what to think based on what Pittman says yeah um basically what he was asked yesterday was what is what does Malik Hornsby do with this team what is his role he said he's a quarterback um, certainly the plan for him to play wide receiver has not been even what Sam Pittman thought it would be, but the plan is for Malik Hornsby to play quarterback. So let's run through some stats of these guys, Malik Hornsby and Cade Fortin. 
We'll start with Hornsby, who has he's in his third season with Arkansas, and he's only thrown twelve passes during his time here at Arkansas. All twelve of those came last season. Uh, he completed five of them for forty six yards, and so that's that's the rundown on Malik Hornsby. Uh, we know he can run the ball. We know he's a very talented runner. He had 24 carries for 136 yards and a touchdown last year. He's got three for 21 this year. He's caught two passes as a receiver this year for eight yards. So that's that's all Malik Hornsby has done. He's thrown 12 passes as a quarterback on the collegiate level. Uh, Cade Fortin, uh, some might not be as familiar with him. He's a, he's a transfer in from South Florida. He started his career at North Carolina, started two games as a true freshman, uh, completed 49.2% of his passes, 388 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, spent two seasons at South Florida. He uh, started two games last season for South Florida, completed 52.1% of his passes for 183 yards and zero touchdowns, two interceptions. So that's uh, those are the stats you're looking at. A lot of people know about the athleticism of Malik Hornsby, we heard from Pittman that, you know, Cade Fortin can run the ball too. We saw that a little bit on Saturday. He did have a, a nine-yard run, I think. You know, he looked – I mean, he looked pretty quick against an Alabama defense. So, uh, you know, these are two different quarterbacks. I think we've – from what we've gotten is Cade Fortin is a, a more talented passer. Um, as far as who can run the offense better, I'm going to assume it's Cade Fortin because he's the number two quarterback. Um, which is interesting because, as I mentioned earlier, Malik Hornsby is in his third year with this offense. You would think that he might have it down by now. Um, I, I don't, I don't know how much you know moving to receiver has affected him, but we heard during fall camp that he was spending all of his time, you know, during film, uh, during practice for the most part with the quarterbacks. He he didn't really do much with the receivers aside from he would step over with them and run some routes every once in a while. So. I don't know. Um, it's all speculation at this point, Robert, because KJ could still play on Saturday. That's that's the tough thing is that it is wait and see, um, but you have to prepare for that situation, and we know at practice um, yesterday, which a lot of people are curious about, uh, Cade Forden and Malik Hornsby and Rykar Aceboe and Cade Renfro were the quarterbacks going through individual drills and the media was asked not to report on KJ Jefferson's availability at Monday's practice as a condition of maintaining viewing portions of practice. So, uh, how do you feel, Robert? You think if I mean, I somebody asked me this question today. Uh, you know, how do you think Fortin would do if he started against Mississippi State? You think Arkansas would have a chance? He would have to play out of his mind, all that. Realistically, even if KJ Jefferson was starting at quarterback, this defense would still have to stop Mississippi State, and I don't know how possible that is. Yeah, I mean, I I was talking about this with somebody last night. You know, those those games between Arkansas and Mississippi State and Starkville don't tend to go well. Um, you know, you make make an exception for twenty twenty. Sam Pittman won that game. It was his first win at Arkansas. It was a big deal. Uh, it was first year Mike Leach and first year Will Rogers. Guess what? Both of those dudes are in year three now. Um, Sam Pittman was not shy about bringing that up yesterday. Um, I mean, th that's that's tough to contend with. It, it, an air raid quarterback under under an air raid head coach in year three, like, good luck. 
when when your defense is is as poor as it is right now, your pass defense, I mean, it <laughs> we may see another 49 on the board this week. Yeah, I mean, I wrote about that. I wrote about what Sam Pittman said about his defense because you know he was asked about it as he should be. This defense has been abysmal. It's been it's been awful. I don't think that that's you know an overreaction at all. Let me. I mean, I I can read out some stats to you right now. Actually, I got to pull up the story. But uh, as soon as I get the story pulled up, then I can read the stats out to you. Okay, uh, this is how Arkansas's defense ranks out of 131 FBS teams. They're 112th in total defense, which is total yards per game. They're 100th in scoring defense. They're 112th in yards allowed per play. They're 124th in passing yards allowed, 71st in rushing yards allowed, 108th in third down conversion percentage for opposing offenses. They're tied for 80th in red zone defense, which is the percentage of touchdowns that opponents score in the red zone. And they're number two in the country for team sacks. Cincinnati took over the number one spot, ironically enough. Um, so the defense has been horrible. Uh, so realistically, Robert, as much as we sit here and talk about the quarterbacks as we did on this episode, and we're about to wrap up, uh, does it even if, as I mentioned, even if KJ's there, like how how realistic is it that even with KJ as a quarterback, which is still very possible, that Arkansas could outscore Mississippi State because your defense just isn't going to stop them. It's just can they bend but not break enough that your offense can score a little bit more points, you know? I mean, I think I think Arkansas, with K.J. Jefferson, of course, has a prolific enough offense to hang with Mississippi State. But, I, I mean, if, if Jefferson's not leading it, you can pretty much write this one off. Yeah, unless, unless Cade Fortin and or Malik Hornsby just play incredibly. Which is, I'll see it awesome. when I believe it. I'll yeah, believe right. it when I see it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at with the quarterback situation. We're going to go to practice on Tuesday, see what's going on. Uh, it'll likely just be another situation of the media cannot report on KJ Jefferson's availability of practice because we want to maintain our viewing privileges of practice, blah, blah, blah. So um, it's a it's a tough situation for for the team you know you don't want to be in this situation if you're Arkansas but you are and you got to deal with it and we'll see how it goes all right before we get out of here I want to remind you about myperfectfranchise.net Andy Ledecky helping people who are corporate executives and wanting to put their career in their own hands uh, he wants to help you so he's a longtime rivals member and a franchise veteran he's owned multiple franchises and businesses he uses that expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Call Andy, put your life and career in your own hands. It's 100% free to purchase your own franchise. Literally be a franchise owner. They'll help set you up with one that fits you. They'll help you out, and then you can build yourself financially. Give them a call, 404-973-9901, or visit myperfectfranchise.net. All right. That's going to do it for myself, Mason Choate, and Robert Stewart here on the Gridiron Hogs podcast. Talk to everybody on Wednesday.